0: Section 43 of Obermann, this is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Obermann by Etienne Pivert de Sennencourt, translated by Arthur Edward Waite, 1857 to 1942. Eighth year, letter 65 saint Saphirin, july fourteen, eight. eight you may rest assured that i shall offer no opposition to your views should my weakness require me to be some day restored to reason over this matter i should then recur to your letter my feeling of shame would be deeper because some great change must have previously come over me for at the present time i think absolutely as you do until then if it be useless in this respect your letter does not gratify me less it is full of that solicitude of true friendship which dreads above all things that a man to whom we have so to speak transferred a part of ourselves should allow himself to lapse from virtue no i shall never forget that money is one of the great instruments of man and that by its use he shows what he is the best possible is rarely granted us conditions i mean are so opposed that to do good under all circumstances is next to impossible i regard it as essential to live with a certain decency managing my household affairs on an easy scale and by a regulated method but setting this aside it is inexcusable for a reasonable person to waste on superfluities that which can be applied to better things no one is yet aware that i intend taking up my abode in this place but i am having some furniture and a number of other effects brought from lausanne and Vevey. some have therefore concluded that i am rich enough to sacrifice a considerable amount to the caprices of a transitory sojourn and that it is my intention to hire a house for the summer hence they have inferred that i am extravagant and though it is thought that i am slightly out of my mind i have earned a good deal of respect in consequence those who have better class houses to let do not approach me as they would an ordinary individual and for myself i am tempted to offer much the same homage to my louis when i think that one person is already being made happy hans gives me ground for hope if he is contented with so little concern on my part others perhaps will be so now that it is possible for me to do something want weariness and uncertainty tie your hands even over matters which are not ruled by money it is impossible to arrange anything or to follow any defined plan encompassed by men who are overwhelmed by misfortune though possessing some external advantage we can do nothing to assist them nor even make our inability known so that they may not cherish resentment where is he who dreams of the fecundity of wealth men lose it as they squander their powers their health and their years it is so easy to hoard it or waste it so difficult to employ it well there is a cure of my acquaintance near freiburg who is ill-clothed ill-nourished and does not spend a stiver unnecessarily he gives everything away and also gives intelligently one of his parishioners i hear talks about his avarice but such avarice is admirable when we think of the importance of time and that of money it is painful to witness the loss of a single moment or a single penny all the same we are borne away by the flux of events and while some arbitrary convention consumes twenty louis a necessitous person fails to obtain a crown chance brings us or takes away far more than would be necessary to console the unfortunate another chance condemns to inactivity the man whose genius might have saved a country a bullet destroys a second of whom great things were predicted and who had been gradually prepared for them by the experience of perhaps thirty years amidst such uncertainty and under such a law of necessity what becomes of all our calculations and all exactitude in details apart from this incertitude one would not wish for cambric handkerchiefs cotton ones would answer just as well and would enable us to give something to the poor journeyman artisan who goes without his tobacco when he is at work inside a house because he has no handkerchief which he can dare to use before everybody such a life as this excellent cure leads must be a happy one and if i were pastor of a village i should make haste to do likewise before confirmed habit made comforts indispensable to me but celibacy solitude and independence of the world's opinion would be requisite for without these excessive exactitude might prevent me transcending the limits of so narrow a sphere of utility to dispose one's life in this way is to limit it too closely and yet depart from it and you are at once made subject to all those conventional wants the scope of which it is difficult to define and which carry us so far away from the true order that people with a revenue of twenty thousand livres will shrink from an expenditure of twenty francs we do not sufficiently realise the feelings of a woman who dragging herself along a road with her child wanting bread for herself and for him at last picks up or receives a silver coin she then enters with confidence some lodging where there will be straw for both before retiring to rest she can make a bread-pudding she falls asleep quickly and sleeps with contentment leaving the needs of the morrow to providence what evils to foresee and to repair what consolations to impart what pleasures to insure all of which are so to speak contained in one purse of gold like secret and forgotten seeds waiting only the thoughtfulness of a generous heart in order to bear rich fruit a whole country is miserable and depressed necessity unrest disorder have discouraged all hearts all men suffer and chafe evil temper dissension sickness poor nourishment brutal education shameful habits all may be changed universal order peace confidence all can be restored including hope itself and good manners o oh fruitfulness of money he who has adopted a definite way of life whose life can therefore be regulated whose income is always the same who lives within his income is circumscribed thereby just as a man is governed by the laws of his nature the heir to a small patrimony a country minister a quiet man of means all these can calculate what they have fix their annual expenditure reduce their personal wants to absolute necessities and then set aside whatever little may remain for an enjoyment which will not perish no single coin should leave their hands without bringing pleasure or repose to the heart of some unfortunate i enter with affection this patriarchal kitchen under a simple roof in the corner of the valley i see vegetables prepared with milk because it costs less than butter soup is made from herbs because the meat broth has been taken to a sick person at half a league away from the house the best fruits are sold in the town and the produce enables some measures of maize flour to be distributed among the needier women of the district not as alms but on the pretence of material for making puddings and cakes the wholesome fruits which are not costly such as cherries gooseberries and the ordinary grape are consumed with as much relish as the fine pears or peaches which are not more refreshing and are devoted to a better purpose in the house all is clean but rigorous in its simplicity had avarice or penury constituted this rule it would be sad to behold but in this case it is the economy of benevolence the methodical privations the voluntary severity are sweeter than all the resources and lavishness of a voluptuous life these latter become necessities the privation of which is intolerable yet in which no pleasure is centred the former furnish enjoyment ever repeated and yet leaving us our independence the clothes of children and father are generally of strong materials in texture and not easily soiled the wife wears only a white cotton dress and every year some pretext is found for distributing two hundred ells of linen among those who except for such bounty might scarcely possess undergarments there is no china in the house with the exception of two japanese cups which have long done service in the family everything else is made of hard wood pleasing to the eye and kept with extreme cleanness it breaks with difficulty and can be renewed at very little cost so that there is no need to fear anxiety or complaint there is order without bad temper and activity without inquietude there are no servants in the house its cares being few and under good regulation the work is done by the family in order to preserve its freedom furthermore they do not like either to be on the watch or to suffer loss and are happier with extra work provided that it increases confidence there is however one woman once a beggar who comes for an hour daily to do the roughest part of the labour and on each occasion she carries away her stipulated recompense with this kind of life they know their expenditure to a penny they know also the value of an egg and how to give away without regretting it a sack of flour to the poor debtor persecuted by a rich creditor it is essential to the order itself that it should be followed without repugnance actual wants are easy to confine by custom within the limits of what is simply necessary but the wants of weariness are without limits and they lead furthermore to additional wants of fancy as illimitable as themselves here everything has been foreseen so that no distaste may interfere with the harmony of the whole they make no use of stimulants which render our sensations irregular causing at once avidity and exhaustion wines and coffee are alike interdicted tea alone is permitted but not under any circumstances more often than once every five days no festivals come to trouble imagination by anticipated enjoyment by indifference whether unforeseen or affected or by the revulsion and the weariness which succeed equally to frustrated or satisfied desires all days are pretty much alike in order that all may be happy when some are for pleasure and some are for work the man that is not compelled by necessity soon becomes discontented with everything and curious to make a trial of some other mode of living the incertitude of our hearts requires either uniformity to fix it or perpetual variety to keep it in suspense and fascination amusements involve expenditure and thus in the weariness of pleasures one loses not only personal contentment but the opportunity of being beloved in the midst of a contented village at the same time it does not follow that every hour of life should be insipid and joyless we may become accustomed to the uniformity of weariness but character is altered thereby the disposition becomes hard or morose and in the midst of the peace of things there is no longer the peace of the soul or the calm of happiness realizing this our excellent cure is anxious that the services which he renders and the order which he has established should confer upon his family the felicity of a simple life and not the bitterness of privations and of misery each day brings the children its period of enjoyment of such a kind that it is possible to renew it daily no day ever ends without amusement for them and without their parents having the pleasure of parents that namely of seeing their children always growing happier while always growing better the evening meal is taken early and consists of simple but pleasing viands which they often prepare for themselves after supper there are games in common at home or at the houses of their neighbours running walking the gaiety so necessary for children and so good at any age these things never fail them so much is the master of the house convinced that happiness depends on virtue as virtue disposes to happiness this is how life should be led here is how i should choose to lead it above all if i had a considerable revenue but you know what chimera i nourish in my thoughts i do not believe in it and yet i do not know how to reject it fortune which has given me neither wife nor children nor fatherland but has condemned me to i know not what of isolated restlessness which has always prevented me from taking any part in the world as other men do my destiny in a word retains me always in the struggle of endeavour from which it never permits me to escape it does not indeed dispose of me but it prevents me disposing of myself it would seem as if there is some force which restrains and prepares me secretly that my life has some terrestrial end still unknown and that i am reserved for something as to which i have no conception this may be perhaps an illusion and yet i cannot voluntarily dismiss what i think i foresee and what time may actually have in reserve for me as a fact i might settle myself here very nearly in the way of which i speak my object would indeed be insufficient but it would at least be certain and seeing plainly to what i must henceforth be devoted i should compel myself to occupy in this daily course the disquietude which impels me assuring within a narrow circle the good of a few men i should gradually forget how useless i am to the race at large i might possibly adopt this course if i did not find myself in an isolation which would deny me all interior sweetness if i had a child whose character i could form whose progress i should follow in all its details had i a wife who loved the cares of a well-conducted household who would naturally enter into my views who would find pleasure in domestic familiarity and enjoy like myself all those things which have no other value than that of a voluntary simplicity i should soon be contented to follow order in the things of private life an obscure valley would be for me the sole habitable earth suffering would exist there no longer and i should thus be contented as in a few years i shall be only a handful of dust which even the worms will have abandoned i might even come to regard the spring from which i obtained an inexhaustible supply of water as an adequate monument and it would be enough for the enjoyment of my days if ten families found my existence useful in a suitable locality i should enjoy the simplicity of the mountain more than the luxurious ways of great towns my floor would be of planks of pine and in place of polished woods i should have pine walls my furniture would also be pine and not mahogany i should enjoy setting chestnuts in the ashes on the kitchen hearth as much as i enjoy being seated on some elegant article of furniture twenty feet distant from a drawing-room fire and in the light of forty wax candles but i am alone and beyond this reason i have yet others for doing differently did i know who will share my way of living i should know in accordance with what requirements and what tastes i should have to arrange it could i be sufficiently useful in my domestic life i should see that i limited thereto every consideration of the future but ignorant as to those with whom i am destined to live and also as to what will become of me i have no wish to sever relations which may become indispensable and i must not adopt habits that are too individual my arrangements will therefore be made in accordance with the places that i am in but in such a manner that i shall not estrange from me any of those who can be said to be one of ourselves my fortune is not considerable and otherwise i should scarcely introduce into an alpine valley any misplaced luxuries such scenes consort with the simplicity that i like not that excesses are unknown there or even fanciful wants perhaps it can scarcely be said that the country is itself simple but it suits simplicity ease of circumstance is pleasanter there than elsewhere and luxury is less attractive many natural things are not as yet ridiculous it is not a place that should be chosen if one is reduced to a pittance but any one who has just enough is better off there than elsewhere i am consequently making my plans as if i were fairly certain of passing my life therein and i shall establish in all things a method of living such as circumstances indicate after i have provided for necessities my remaining income will not exceed eight thousand livres per annum but this will be sufficient and will embarrass me less than double the sum in an ordinary place or four times the amount in a large town End of section forty-three.